Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. And we are pre-recording this episode way earlier than we normally do. Yep, today is <laughs> Thursday, and we normally record on Sunday for a Sunday night release. I guess it's a Monday morning. Yeah, Monday, like midnight. Midnight, yeah. My goodness, I do not feel like it's Thursday. We have to leave in two days for Callaway Gardens, and I am not prepared. Physically, this, well, mentally, this week has <laughs> been... Um, this week has completely flown by, which is, it's usually not... You're not really not, done working. It's usually not that way. Usually, like, when I'm in school, time flies by really quickly, because I'm busy every single day, and I'm kind of in a routine. And then when you get out of the routine, and there's a lot more, like, sitting around, time seems to stop. You have not been sitting around, though. You've been going into work every day. That's true. <laughs> Since school ended, you've been But it hasn't been, like, day. the routine of work, I guess. It's been teacher meetings, and coaching meetings and that kind of thing. Yeah, lots of preparation for next year and kind of closing out the It's more of a closing year. out this year. Yeah. Um, we usually go over what did we get accomplished this year? Is that on track with what we've done in the past? You know, and then from there, what on, are we going to do next year based on what we accomplished this year? On a scale of 1 to 10, how checked out are you? Um, one being the least amount of checked out. You're just just so ready for the day, and ten being the most checked out. I would say I'm not checked out. You're not. You're no. still ready to work, even though the school year's over. Yeah. I think I would feel like I finished a finish. I, I hit a finish line and was like, "It's time to take a vacation." And they would, call well, you back from okay, more days. Okay, so I would say, like that second week of May, I was done. <laughs> even like, before I'm the school year ready. was over. Yes, before the school year was over, just. I felt like I was dragging the students to the finish line. They had checked out. And so, like, things like doing homework, they're not doing it. Paying attention during notes, they're not doing it. And we still got another test, and we have to prepare for exams. And they had checked out. And so I I was, I felt like I was dragging them to yeah, the finish line. which makes it even harder on you. But, yeah, then once we got into exam week, I don't really do anything. I'm yeah. proctoring tests all day. So <laughs> yeah. kind of... Well, I feel like the batteries a little bit. I feel like I've been like burning the candle at both ends for two over two years now, two and a half years now, ever since COVID started. Um, I've probably mentioned it before on the podcast, but back in twenty twenty when this all first started, I thought, well, you know, in twenty twenty nineteen, I almost ended the thing, right. ended the whole thing. Decided to keep going forward because I didn't want to go back and get a nine to five. And then um, twenty twenty came, and I I. Uh, basically thought that it, I was going to shut down because of the pandemic, and I didn't. It raced the opposite direction. Right. But I have a pretty, not even based on any fact, but a feeling like that might, the the thing I thought was going to happen in early 2020 is about to happen, for real this time, maybe. What what gives you that thought? Maybe I watch too much social media, but um, with things become, I mean, inflation is so high, and mm -hmm. things cost, I mean, when... When you, I know we've, I've said before, um, there was a time, I think people are understanding now maybe supply chain issues, but I was experiencing the, them for a full two years before it seemed to really hit anybody that it was happening. But now prices are so obscene that people can barely like afford groceries anymore. Yeah. I mean, everything's doubled basically. Yeah. I literally, I mean, I went to Home Goods and this is, you know, obviously frivolous purchasing this is not necessities um but the exact same piece of art that i purchased less than six months ago 
had gone up by $25 on a um on a $125 item. What's the give me that quick math, Thomas. It's if a it goes fifth of the 20%. If it goes if it goes from 125 to $150, it went up $25, it's 20%. Okay, so 20% increase in price in 6 months. That's steep. Really steep. The candles I normally purchase that are nineteen twenty dollars mm-hmm. are now thirty dollars. So that's an even bigger in pr- increase in price. Yeah. Is that not thirty percent? Thirty three. I didn't hear what numbers. I was twenty patting myself on the back about the calculation that I did. But I will say this: <sighs> there's certain numbers that I calculate really well, and twenty fives are one of them. So when you said twenty five <laughs> and one twenty five, well, here's an easy one too. I think twenty dollars to thirty dollars. It's a ten dollar increase, which makes it thirty three percent, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Bam. something like that. Bam. Learn your fractions, children. <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> So um, things are, you know, exponentially increasing. I I myself had two price increases just this year between January and May. I had two in, um, price increases in my in my packaging. One was um, decided because I had so much work that I needed to. Yeah, you thought that would slow the work down. It wasn't even a matter of s- slowing down. It was a matter of me charging more because it, I, I wanted and needed to spend more time with each client. Mm-hmm. And so it made more sense for me to charge a little more and be a little more thoughtful and slow with the process right. than to just be like pushing them out yeah. left and right. right. And, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, being yeah. a frantic person. Nobody wants a frantic designer. And so... Um, I've I've never been good at spacing out design um, over time, which is what most interior designers, if they're really good at what they do, they will be able to uh, say, we're not taking any more jobs until August. We're all right. full. Our docket is full. I think a lot of that has been real messed up with the supply chain issues because what they thought they would get in in six weeks now is not coming in for a year. Right. And so how do you project when you're going to be able to install a job if... You know, right, and you don't, don't want to be taking on more clients if you haven't even gotten the last job off your docket. I call it constipation. I call it design and work construction constipation. You keep you keep impacting yourself with more and more work, and not not impacted like affected, like impacted, impacted like with the yeah, in, uh, like it, they're all getting caught up, all getting clogged they're all, up. They're all getting clogged up, and you're getting constipated with the number, not you, me, anybody, right. <laughs> who's taking on more clients and are not able to finish the job. If you cannot um, expel, finish the clients, their jobs, they're holding on right. on your docket. You're having to check in with them. You're having to check in with their stuff. And basically, it's continuing to cost you money, but not, taking, not really making you any more money. Right. And that has been the holding pattern that so many designers have been in lately. Well, not just designers. I would imagine uh, all these people that are dealing with, I mean, if you're a car salesman, how many people are trying to buy cars right now and there's just no cars to buy and maybe they've ordered them Yeah, that whole already? Thing's, that whole thing's interesting. I don't know enough about car sales to really know, but I think that they were all getting allotments. Mm-hmm. So, but they're getting allotments, but they're able to sell. There's no negotiating. Sure. So, it's like real estate agents. There's... I mean, it's not hard to be a real estate. Actually, that's the interesting thing about real estate agents and any other salesperson. People would be like, it's so easy to be a real estate agent right now. Well, not really, because when times are good, the market gets very saturated with real estate agents. And while selling a house and buying a house is very, or selling a house is very easy, you still got to go out there and get people to let you list their house. Right. So you still got to hustle for that part. It's not, I mean, I think parts of the job are easier than they used to be. No, but if you're an established real estate agent, your name probably 
is you know you're recognizable there right. are a few real estate agents in, in our town that when you hear the name you're like oh yeah i've seen your name on signs before but those are the people who stayed through the hard times sure and are just sure and that's that's really how i feel about what's happening right now with me um I've had asked, I've had people ask me, you know, how's work going? And I think it's probably a general question, but every time that I ask that question, even though this isn't the answer I give them, I'm thinking, you know, I've spent the last two years building up a client base. I mean, I was working for the, longer than that, of course, but in the good times, I yeah. was building up a really good client base, and then those people will multiply out, right? Right. And even if they don't multiply as much because possibly we're about to be in some, I don't want to call it a recession. I don't know what to call it, but people are about to stop spending as much money as they used to. I don't know what you want to call that, but people can't af- continue to afford $5 a gallon gas that is less efficient than it used to be because you know that right now... Um, there is more ethanol in gas currently than there has been, which means it's less efficient in your yeah, car. Yeah, so I read an article on that. Did you? Yeah, well, it said that it would start June 1st. Which is yesterday. And they would renew um, that, I don't know if it's contracts, probably not the right word, but every 20 days they would revisit whether or not they would maintain that 15% or what go you, back to 10%. What do you think the odds are that they're going to go back to it? Well, I mean, in the short term, not. Who's making these decisions, by the way? I don't know. Is it an El Presidente thing? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think in a lot of things like this, there's so many things that everyone just blames the president because he is the guy at the top. You think he knows anything about <laughs> gas production and supply? There's no Be real way. Honest, I don't think he knows a lot about anything <laughs> I mean, right now. <laughs> there's no way he knows. Even one that that even like okay when Obama, he's a young guy, very sure, sharp guy. Sure. Do you think he knew anything about gas production and supply chains with gas? Right. There's no right. way. Right. It's he, like yeah, we expect them advisors, to know everything about right. everything. They had advisors that are smart guys that know, and they present these things to the president or the whoever the epa or whoever controls that kind of stuff well anyway just know for at least the next 20 days your fuel because i I kept making the joke i was i was joking and then i started seeing articles and videos um i was joking about how i swore that gas was leaving my tank i drive an f-150 i drive a big old truck and it's got a 36 gallon tank so i'm spending minimum 125 dollars it shuts off at 125 dollars like i can't get any more gas than that it does not fill up the tank anyway um I kept joking that I swore that the gas was being sucked out of my engine faster at $4.25 than it did when it was like around $1.25 two years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's actually true. Well, it, it will be now, now that the E15 yeah. said it. Right. So 10%. anyway, the point being that people, you know, I don't know how much longer people can afford to spend that much on gas because even if you don't drive a car or you do ride sharing or you do mass transit, fuel prices of course affect everything. Right. And people go, "Well, it's just the truckers, whatever." Every as everybody if you're watching the news, you know that a company's profits are not going to change. They're just going to continue to raise prices and pass all their higher prices off to you. So if their fuel for their 18-wheelers costs more, that's going to get passed off to you, right. um, the consumer. It all just, you know, trickles down from their top line of expenses right. and then goes down to the consumer. And so um, I just don't know how much longer 
people can sustain that. I was watching people spend money, spend money, even when we're four dollars a tank, you know, a gallon for gas and all that. Um, but I think people are starting to slow. Yeah, so I do wonder, especially with something like gas, because that gas is such an interesting thing. A weird indicator, huh? Yeah, it's not weird, really. Well, in in that everything else has gone up in price over the last fifty years. Right. But gas always seems to be the same price. Right. Like it yeah. goes up and down, but like there's everyone expects to pay inflation wise, it does not equal Yes. It does not equal out. It doesn't right. equate. So I I do wonder with something like gas, at what number is it is it gonna be that it slowly creeps up and people slowly stop buying it as much, using it or whatever? Or is there a number that like everyone just stops, like I am not paying for gas anymore? Or I'm going to start riding with somebody, or I'm going to like make major life changes. Well, so many people live on credit that I'm not sure people really know what their budget can allow for anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably or true. Maybe not credit. I mean, everybody's living on credit, but I mean, if you just think, uh, you know, two years ago, gas was two something. Mm-hmm. Now it's four something. It has doubled. Right. So whatever you were paying in gas two years ago. You're paying twice as much now. I remember um, we live much further away from all, from where you work and where the kids go to school than we did before. Um, and I remember, I think it was when Obama was president, the price of gas was around $3 maybe a gallon here. Mm-hmm. And I remember, of course, I was working a lot less away from home. I was with the kids all, all day, and so I wasn't bringing as much money either. Um, but I do remember, like... Um, batching trips i was making a concerted concerted effort to not go across town unless i had four things to do right. at the same time so i yeah. was you know it's that kind of thing like strategic planning i'm not just out driving around for the heck of driving around yeah and so i think maybe stuff like that would happen with people um you know the flip side of things is your savings accounts that earn a percentage are about to start earning a higher percentage. Sure. You know, we were in a zero percent, like you were earning nothing. So you may as well go and invest it somewhere. Right. Um, but we're about to be in the world where maybe you're going to start earning a percent on your, on your savings again, which would be nice. Yeah. Been a long time since that's happened. Yeah. A very long time. But again, that, I don't think that that people factor that kind of stuff in, uh, into like their daily choice of, of how they're going to live their life, you know, whereas something like gas, that like, that really, it's a punch in the gut every time you go and put gas in your car. Well, especially if you're like, I used to only fill up once a, once every three weeks and now I'm filling up once a week when it goes faster and it's yeah. more expensive. Yeah. That'll really get you to thinking, but you know, here we are, it's the summer, the kids are out of school, people are going on vacation. So, well, I so think that's the other thing. I mean, people typically, there's the whole summer vacation thing and that's, that's always something that I remember every year. That's like a headline as you're heading into the summer. What is summer travel going to look like? And it's almost always based off of fuel prices. Like because fuel prices for cars, obviously if there if if there's the supply of of crude oil or whatever is coming in, that doesn't just affect gasoline. It affects diesel for trucks. It affects jet fuel as well. Well, they always talk about switching to these summer mixes and fall mixes and winter mixes and yeah. all these different things which affect the price. I don't know. All I, I don't know either. is either. That's what I'm saying. Like here we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. There probably are people that do, but there's no way the president is. Yeah. Either. I mean there's just like there's so many other things well, that are as going you on mentioned in the world. About that, something the other day, um, the press secretary of any any president ever will come out and be like you know, the president really feels you about whatever. It's like, dude, that dude has not been yeah. 
you know, in the real world of money, no politician has. No, that's no what I'm saying. Has. Like they've been, they've been like having their groceries shopped for them and assistants to do things. Right. It was just like, um, so, uh, maybe it was earlier this week. I don't know. Like I said, this week's flown by, so I'm not sure. But my sister, um, was away in Italy for a vacation and came home to. Um, a Walmart delivery. Her neighbor picked it up for her, but then brought it back to her. It was only like maybe a day before she got back. Um, but this Walmart delivery was mistakenly brought to my sister's house. And it was everything from baby diapers to um, milk to just all kinds of groceries. Mm-hmm. And so she sent my whole family a text message that said, um, let's take a, you know, can y'all guess how much these groceries were worth? And um, so my family consists of mostly girls. And so most of us are the shoppers in the family. Most of us know pretty much what things cost. Now we live in different places. Well, I got one sister in Oregon. I got one sister in Georgia, one in Texas, one, you know, I'm here, um, and one in Louisiana. So we got people all over the place. So of course prices are different. Some of us have taxes and some of us don't own food and things like that. But ultimately I got it pretty doggone close. Um, but the person I was most interested in hearing who, who could price it all out was my dad. Because my dad has yeah. not a clue. When was the last time he went shopping for anything? 1968, <laughs> probably. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> He you know, probably puts gas in the car. That's about all yeah. he knows. Yes, he puts gas in the car. That's about the extent of his, yes. Yeah, but see, again, getting back to that, that's a guy who doesn't pay attention to anything else in the world, but he's going to pay attention to how much that's a right. gallon of gas costs. You well, know? he doesn't go anywhere anyway, so sure. <laughs> it's not a big expenditure in his life anyway. Like He right. probably fills up that tank once every two months, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know. If that. I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess the close... Well, no. My mom guessed the closest, and I was next. Um, but it was $265 worth of groceries, I think is what it was. But the biggest things were diapers. I yeah. said, that's that's a that box of diapers is $50. Those two gallons of milk each, $5 a gallon. It's like $5... I remember when... <laughs> We're getting old when I'm like, I remember when milk was 99 cents a gallon. But that was back when it was subsidized by the government. It wasn't that long ago, though, that a lot of this stuff was that much cheaper, though. I all mean, these, was, all the supply chain stuff has really affected the cost of pretty much everything. And I don't know, I don't understand enough to know when that's going to change. And it may be a matter of maybe percentage rates need to go up so that there's not as much, um, you know, hauling lumber to new houses because there's a housing shortage and all this and get i don't know i don't know if yeah. different truckers well <laughs> I know, well the supply chain to me thing it, it seems like it's a lot of issues number one issue is where the raw goods are coming from i know obviously we do a lot of trade internationally and so if it's stuff that's overseas you know i don't this is a story that sort of disappeared from the headlines all the cargo ships off of california they're still out there Right, but that that's just sort of you know, disappeared. You know so. where they are? They're just beyond the horizon where you can't see them anymore. Yeah, so out I of remember sight, that. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, but I think most people shop what's in the grocery store, and they sure. shop what's on Amazon. And if you didn't know it, the things that are on Amazon are readily available. Right. Those things on Amazon that you see when you pull something up and search, it only shows you a search result for what they have available in a distribution center right. somewhere. And probably the nearest distribution center so or the, one close. So the the dress that you found that you love and you purchase 
it probably was ordered two years ago and it took a year to get there because of the right. supply chain issues, but it's in the warehouse now. So that's why they're offering it to you. You're only, what's available is only what they have available sure. because it's here. I don't think people know that. I think they just assume. Well, so, but again, getting back to, you know, things like baby formula or, so there, there's so many layers of supply chain from raw material to trucking, which we've talked about. Right. To, in the case of, paint and baby formula factories burning down or factories recalling their baby formula um, that I don't know it, like I feel like so, there's so many different things that are going on right now but you think how is it possible for all of it to happen at I once? don't know well I mean COVID was a really big deal so of course but then yes the paint factory burning down and the baby formula being recalled have we ever talked about the paint factory stuff on here we have a couple of weeks ago because we were trying to find the paint oh. for the kitchen stuff, and we can't <laughs> find it anywhere. But we found it. We found Eventually. one court in one place. Right. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, w- I wonder if those two things happen outside of COVID, yeah, are they still... Because I don't, I don't remember, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention before COVID, did we ever have supply sh- shortages of certain items because of something like that before COVID? I, mean, I think COVID's there exacerbated was one time, a lot of these issues. You, do you remember when the diaper, so there's not a diaper factory, but there's a um, company that made the little absorbent yeah, pellet things. pellets that go, I mean, they don't feel like pellets. I guess they're soft, but they expand when the liquid hits them in a mm-hmm. baby's diaper. That factory, um, I don't know if it caught on fire. I think it caught on fire. And they were talking about how there'd be a shortage of diapers. And they're trying to put it out with the water, but the absorption it just thing kept absorbing the water. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dang. It wouldn't put out the fire. It just kept <laughs> absorbing it. And it, the place just filled up with those little beads. <laughs> Which are flammable. So <laughs> they just burned up even worse. <laughs> no, I do remember, actually, uh, this would have been before COVID. There was like a bourbon uh, warehouse or something. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It had a, several hundreds of barrels of whiskey. This was like in Kentucky too. And That's was, where a lot of bourbons made. Yeah, oh, I know. That and that was the thing, but then I don't remember. That's tragic too because that stuff takes years to age. Right. It ages in barrels for years. Which that's the kookiest part about tasting alcohol and getting it right is that you don't even know if it's good for years. I don't even know how they do that. I don't know. They it's down to a science at this point, I'm sure. I know. But before all of the chemistry got involved you had people just doing it you know <laughs> the old trial and error i guess i'm sure they knew what they were doing they ever tell you about family how secrets kind of thing i don't know <laughs> so whenever we went to go pick okay this is this is how my brain works y'all sorry i'm making a hard right turn over to a different story <laughs> um did we tell the audience about the time that i went we went to go pick up the two end tables and then the coffee table that ended up being our kitchen island when we went there the guy had um not one, but two stills in his garage. No. That's like, <laughs> did you see them? No. Did you didn't not. see them? You mm-hmm. came with me to pick that up. Yeah, but I was, I don't know. I think I was trying to figure out how we were going to move the thing. He. So if y'all don't know what a still is, that's what they use to make moonshine, I guess. Or just like, anyway, it's, I don't know if they're still illegal. They must not be illegal because the guy said he got it on Amazon. But I was just cracking up that I'm just going through this Facebook Marketplace sale and I walk past the still. I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's a still. <laughs> you like, probably no, can't sell no it. No shame. 
I would imagine in terms of being the illegal, alcohol. I'm sure you can make it. You just can't sell it. Oh, maybe. I don't know what the Because then I would think that there would be some sort of uh, like health regulations on you selling food or... I guess people make craft beer and stuff. I'm sure there's some alcohol limit percentage to sure. what like what's legal to make in your own house or something. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know nothing about it. Sure it sure was a hard right turn though. Sorry. <laughs> I guess it was still you alcohol, alcohol related, yeah. which is what we were talking about. You said about. alcohol and I started thinking about that guy still and his which it's slightly sad that I passed by it, got a half of an eye eyeball full of it and knew exactly what it was. And I don't even drink that much alcohol at all. Yeah. I would say we're not even... I don't even know that I would know one if I saw one. Maybe you wouldn't? I would. Maybe I would. I don't know. Well, if you were to d- try to describe what it still looks like, what would you describe it as? There's I one key That's component. A, There's one real, like, to like me... a big barrel of some sort? Well, there's small has, ones and they're big ones. There's uh, not a certain size it has to be. But there's one component that's like, that's the tell-all to me. I have no idea no what guesses. that would be. No. It always has copper tubing uh, around it. Okay. <laughs> around it? Like wound around it? <clears throat> I don't know if it's wound around it, but it's like a very distinctive... I don't know if it's for Style evaporation. tubing. I'm not really sure what it's for. I don't, I don't know either. nothing about birth of no babies, Miss Miss Scarlet. Well, getting back to the supply chain thing, <laughs> um, I do I do wonder if it's going to lead to us buying more American made uh, products. Just wouldn't that have happened by now? Like, how I, have we? The not only reason there I yet? say no is because we I think we would still need to get the raw material from somewhere outside the United States. Mm-hmm. So even if, let's say that. You know, you wanted to start buying American-made T-shirts. And so someone has started a factory in the last two years making T-shirts. Like, where are they getting the polyester or the cotton so or that's the, the, whatever? That's the really hard part about trying to buy American. But I do agree with you. I do think that, that it's turning more toward American. And even with the food and stuff, people are pushing more and more to grow your own gardens and shop locally for your meat and things like that. It really is the best way and the healthiest way mm-hmm. to, to eat. Um, but... Coming from a person who posts a lot of videos on YouTube and gets lots of ridiculous comments, I constantly have people who are like, I don't use such and such a brand because it's a Chinese company. And I'm like, okay, I think there's an um, amount of research that's fair to expect for people to do if you like to purchase um, American. Mm -hmm. But at what point, like how far do you go down that rabbit hole? Because you're talking about raw materials. Right. Are you really going down? Do you are you really telling me that everything you own and everything you wear is a hundred percent American? Because yeah, I don't believe no way. it. There's no way. No. There's like no even way. the furniture you buy that says it's made in the USA, it's assembled in the USA. Right. That's it. And it's like, I think it's just this idea from everyone that it's exhausting. That I feel like I have to know everything about everything. Sure. All the time. But you know, I think. I mean, I think you think that because you feel like you have access to know everything about everything. Whereas 20 well, years ago, 25 years ago, people did not have access to where stuff I, was made. But I don't think that people will even let you have the excuse that, like, that's just not in my purview. That's not an excuse anymore to people. Yeah, but yeah, but they would say, well, you should, like, you have the ability to check for that stuff. You should be checking If it was that, that important stuff. to you, you'd check. Okay, here's right. the thing. It's like anything else. Like, I was just talking to a client yesterday. My back has been killing me lately. And she said, um, 
I was like, I need to sit down for a minute. And so I sat down because I have to like stretch my back. If I stand up for too long, it kills me. And so I was sitting and she's like, do you need to get that checked out? I was like, no, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. My core is too weak, front and back. I need to strengthen my back. I need to strengthen my core in the front, like my abs. I need to lose about 10 pounds. I need, like, I've got, I yeah. know all these things. Sure. And I also know well, that my kids aren't supposed to be on iPads and that I should be, um, you know, I, like, I know all the things. I know them all, but d- none of us have time to do them all. So you have to pick and choose what you're going to do. Right. And it, my brain is tired of all the things. Like, I don't, I don't want to know them anymore. I don't want to know and have to feel slightly guilty about the fact that the cotton that my shirt is made out of did not come from American soil. Well, I think that... Um, or that the recessed light that we're adding to... like Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it gets into that stuff, too. Yeah. Someone messaged... Not messaged me, but commented on my, one of my YouTube videos. Was that recessed light that you're, you're talking about? Is it American-made? I had to go back and research. And thank goodness it was. But... That was lucky. That was very lucky. Yeah. But who knows if a piece of the plastic that comes on it made? Uh, that's what in I'm saying. There's somewhere. no way. There's no way that you could. There is a way that you could know all these things, but you would exhaust yourself trying to figure them out. That's what other people are supposed to be experts for. But if you could, in some way, um, automate might be. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Like you know that when I buy these certain products, I know this company, like tools, for example, Dewalt is an American company. And for the most part, it's not 100%. They make their tools here in the United States. So, like, when I go to buy a tool, I can either buy Makita or I can buy DeWalt. I like to buy DeWalt. I mean, they make good products, and they're made in the USA. So, all things equal, the fact that they're made in the USA. That puts it over the top. Yeah, that puts me on that side of the fence. That's what I tell my clients about their outdoor spaces. They're spending this money on outdoor, and I'm like, if it was between you and your next-door neighbor with a house, because the client, the person buying a house wanted one or the other and you have an outdoor space, they're gonna buy yours. Right. For sure. It's gonna sell the house. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I agree. I just I just think it's exhausting. But you know what's so funny? That person that commented on your YouTube, they probably commented on their Chinese made cell phone. Right. You That's cannot... what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There That's... are no American made cell phones. Right. There well, apparently not. there are some, but they are... Crazy expensive. They're crazy expensive, and they're kind of clunky. Because right. the software, you know, doesn't fully integrate. Mm-hmm. Because it hasn't been built here for the last 15 years, like I'm all just the saying, other technologies the, have been in China. If the absolute only thing that was important to you was American-made, then everything I'm sitting here looking at, our microphones and our, our mixers and our drum set that I'm sitting by and your guitars and the piece of furniture that's in here is that what you're like there's some people who are acting as if that's what they choose their life to do and i know that that's a lie right it's not true well i i know that they did not comment on your thing with an american-made correct correct it's just people are so unhappy and i don't i mean this is the kind of thing that makes people crazy is that the expectations from the people around us are so high for no good reason. It's yep. so silly. And yep. then we and then we feel those expectations and put them onto ourselves for no good reason. You know? That's some random stranger. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back that. and comment. I've let those comments from YouTube sit in my inbox. I have wanted to do that so badly, but you've talked me out of doing that. I so wanted to go into every one of your videos. There's <laughs> a guy commenting about the tree, and <laughs> you, I was going to go in there and just hammer him. I'm, you did. I I very lightly touched on it. Oh. 
There was someone who commented on one of my tree videos about how the tree that I said was a terrible tree was a great tree. I'm like, well, maybe in your area it's a great tree, but here it's not. This is the mm-hmm. most trashy, the most likely to hit beyond a pine tree. It may be more likely than a pine tree to hit your house during a storm. Like it is the junkiest of junk trees. And they're gigantic. And they're huge. And they yeah. slough off branches as if limbs, not lim- branches, yeah. limbs, <laughs> limbs slough off of those things like crazy. Like they're just trash trees. And, um, I've had person after person tell me how stupid I am and I'm giving bad advice and whatever. And I'm, you know, I don't comment back because there's no point in fighting with yeah, idiots you're not on the change, internet. You're not going to change your mind. No, I just don't feel like that's what I want to spend my time doing. But, um, yeah, when you talk about <laughs> when you talk about that with the Chinese made product, I really should be like, and where was your cell phone made, sir, ma'am? Yeah. Or your PC. Like I doubt there's whatever you're PC. typing on right now was, it was not, not made, made in America. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee. Right. It's just I think that we can all put our best effort forth. I think we can be conscientious to a to a point. Right. There's a there's a point where it's no, it's not even just not convenient. It's you're making a bigger deal of it than it needs to be. You know, I get if you don't want to do Amazon well, anymore. And, and I mean, in in some ways, the the price point for you to buy something in the United States, depending on what it is, just may not be feasible. You know, right. I mean. It it might be something that you need or or maybe not need is the right word, but makes life very convenient for you. And it's just you need it that badly, then you go and get what you can get for whatever you can afford to get it for. Look, I've tried to shop local. I've told this story a thousand times, probably not on this podcast, but I've tried to shop local for certain things that I have to have. Like either if it's pool chemicals, if it's um like just something specific that I know I need. And I'll go locally and let, I will try two stores twice. That is a lot of effort for someone who does not have a lot of spare time. Right. And if, and I'll even make phone calls again, a lot of time spent doing that to try to buy local. And if you continually tell me that you don't have it or you used to get it in, but you don't anymore, I'm just going to go shop on Amazon. Right. Like there's a limit to my want to do better. Yeah. I know that's, not the right thing to say, but it's true. It's realistic, though. It's yeah. practical. And I think that that's ultimately what's happening is that people have these idealistic, you know, thoughts in their head, none of which are practical. Right. You know? Or or it might be practical for them for where they live and for what they do. You know, you have access to a lot of things that you know about because you know certain dealers and that kind of thing that the common person doesn't. And so when they need to go get a plant, they're going to go to Lowe's or Home Depot. Right. You have the option to go to these nurseries and get exotic plants for great prices. Right. They don't have that option. They don't even know that that option exists. And so they're going to go the only place they know where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for you. I mean, when it well, comes to... let me tell to, you, of all the things that are locally made, plants are one of them. You right. can buy a plant <laughs> and they are going to come from inside the United States. They're not going to come from anywhere else. They might come from Florida, deep, deep, deep South Florida, because that's where all the good plants grow. Yeah. Because it's so hot down there all the time. I'm just saying, I think that some people, maybe they they point their finger at other people. Hey, you should do this. It's like, well, I didn't even, maybe I didn't even know that exists. And you do know it exists because of whatever field you work in or the area that you live in. You already know that kind of stuff exists and it's easy for you to get to that i just don't know why we all constantly have to act like we know more than someone else because it makes us feel good why like why are you so unhappy that you need for that um affirmation or that um 
Like, does it really make you feel better? What did they always say? Um, blowing out someone else's candle does not make yours shine brighter. But they feel like it does. It doesn't, sir, on YouTube. It doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a win, and you'll go get one. If on you, the internet you have with to a go stranger? To the internet, you're going to go where you know you can get a win. Go back under your bridge where you came from, Joel. Go play some little kid in checkers or chess. Yeah, exactly. Get you a W. <laughs> By the way, when we went to the library today, I haven't told you this story yet. Went to the library. The boys wanted to play chess. There was a chess set there. Mm-hmm. And I watched them play. They know how the chess pieces move, which was nice. They know mm-hmm. what ultimately what they're trying to accomplish is to get the other person to checkmate. And they know how to do that. What but else is there to know about the game? Talk about some bad strategy. Oh. They are like they don't see the whole board. Okay. They're 12 and 11. I know. But they're just like randomly killing the I other person. I don't even person's know how, how to play chess at all. But I'm just glad that you didn't <laughs> say that they started yelling in the middle of the library because that would have been the next thing. Uh, it probably wasn't far from it. They were just so bad, though. Yeah. That they would, for example, they would put their queen, which is like the most valuable piece on the board, in these really bad spots. And then it would get killed, and they would kill the other person's queen. I'm like, y'all just took the best two pieces off the board. (laughs) And for no reason other than... Well, let's tell a better story about them, if we may, before we go leave you guys for the week, before we go on our vacation. Um, So both boys yesterday wanted to go ride their bikes to a local fast food chain to go and just eat some lunch. They just think that's Something different. They just like to ride their bike, whatever. Um, And so... They had a gift card to one place. There's two restaurants close by. One we eat at frequently. They wanted to go there, but they were going to have to pay. Well, they wanted to go there, and they called me and said, hey, can we use your points? And And I was like, no. "No, This this is y'all's idea. You want to go do this for yourself. You're more than welcome to do it, but you have to use your own money to do it. Right. So they came downstairs with the wallet, which, by the way, children love to carry their wallet with every dollar they have in it. And I was like, you're not taking that wallet with you. Like, I don't even know how much money is in there, but it was a stack. It may have all been ones. I don't care. You're not. Because I did that. I actually did that one time when I was in high school, like an idiot. I took my whole wallet with me with every dollar I owned. Yeah. Lost it in the movie theater. Seriously? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it fell out of my pocket. Oh, my gosh. I'd have died. I mean... Speaking of taking right turns in your brain. <laughs> Can I finish? Sorry. Go ahead what? and finish oh. your story. <laughs> okay. So they came downstairs and they had the wallet. And I said, well, what gift cards do you have in here? You guys have birthdays and people are always giving you all gift cards. What gift cards do you have? So I pulled out the gift card for another place. It was close enough by for them to ride their bike. So I said, why don't you take this and you can have, you like take a little bit more money. It'll cost you a little bit of money, but it's going to save you a lot more than shopping at the first place because you have a gift card. So they said, okay. And, um, it was just the two of them going. I said, well, who's eating? And they told me just them. And I said, well, don't you think other people are going to want to eat? You know, you need to buy an extra box of chicken fingers just so that. If your sisters any, can eat. Yeah, your sisters can eat if they want to. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, we're going to get three boxes of chicken fingers, fries, you know, whatever. So they rode their bikes. I didn't send them with the phone. I didn't have a GPS on them. I had no idea where they were, but I was like. It's time. Like, they're 11 and 12. It's right. time for them to be able to ride their bike. They're not crossing Just any major roads. to the edge ro- of the neighborhood. Yeah, they're not crossing any major roads or right. anything. So, um, they get back. I don't even know how long later. But they get back, and I see only two boxes. I was like, hey, I thought y'all were going to get three boxes. They said, well, we gave one to somebody. They bought three. They bought three, and we gave one away. And I said, what do you mean you gave it away? And they said, there's a homeless person. And... We asked them 
if he wanted food. And he said yes, and we gave it to him. And, of course, my mama heart was just, like, on the floor <laughs> melted immediately. <laughs> and I said, well, what did he say? And they said, he didn't say anything. And I thought, what the? What? He yeah. said anything. Well, they said he was speechless. Yeah, he, then he said he was speechless. I said, "Do you? are you hungry? Do you want this? And he just shook his head yes, and his mouth was hanging open. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, I was they like, are learning something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, I don't have it. I mean, when I was a kid, I had never seen a homeless person ever. I ever. saw them all the time. You, well, you lived in Midtown, and yeah. I think that was more frequent. There's a lot more charities that way, like soup kitchens and things like yeah. that. I was a Westmobile girl, and there they is, don't come out here. They don't come out. I mean, there's just not any. Like, you're not close to really an interstate. You're not close to any main right. roads where they're like trying to travel here and there and everywhere. There's no soup kitchens like that. Tends to be more in the downtown areas. Yeah. So, I just didn't have any experience. And so, and these kids really haven't either, to be honest. They've probably seen people walking see, around. We see them all the time but when, as we're driving to school. We but see they've them. never had any interaction with anybody. No, but they've asked me before, like, hey, can we keep granola bars in the car? So, like, every time we stop at this certain light, there's always this same guy there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's a good idea. And then we never, you never remember. Seen well, you just, like, you never remember to, like, throw something like that in your car. Yeah. And anyway, I don't know, I I don't know that granola bars are the best thing. They'll probably melt, but, you know, <laughs> Here's something. Here's a melted granola yeah, bar, ma'am, I mean, sir. Just have something that... Anyway, I was just really proud of them because it felt like something that was not really taught, and yet somewhere along the way they've learned that. I don't know if it's in yeah. school. Like, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't feel like I've taught them that, but... Okay, where's your left turn? You're talking about movies and spending lots of money or losing lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Oh, in the theater. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the fact that you've seen Maverick twice now. No, that's a different... Because that's a different waste of money. Different waste of but money. But not because the movie's bad. The movie's very good, if anybody... Right. is best movie I've seen in a long time, if ever. Okay, go ahead. Um, but here's... here's I had this thought today as I was driving past the restaurant that our kids gave away the food mm-hmm. uh, on the way home today. And I thought about when we were first dating, I, would, I did not have a lot of money at all. Like maybe $100 to my name. And so, like, asking you out on a date to go eat. You knew you were going to go to a movie. It. And, like, I was like, and, and I, yeah, I'm going to pay for it. But, like, that's 50% of what I own right. to go do this. You know? <laughs> I probably I should like, realize that. That's a huge, what a huge sacrifice I was making to do that. You probably, did you really think about that or you didn't care? Yes, no, I remember thinking about that. Like, Did you limit dates and stuff like that because you knew? No. You I didn't? don't think I did. But like I didn't have a car either, so there was that. There was there were a lot of elements to yeah. dating me. Yeah, but that that was one. One was that you wore sweatpants everywhere you went. Yes, or or shorts that were, had tears and paint on them. These do not have. Don't have it. He's wearing gym shorts, the same probably same brand, same uh, label, <laughs> being the high school that we both went to, and now he teaches at with no paint. Good anyway, job. Anyway, I was just thinking about that today as. I was driving past the food place. I was like, you know, the kids gave away that box. I mean, it's, what, eight, six, eight bucks for that box. And they just gave it away. And I don't know how much money they have in their wallet, but let's say it's 100 bucks. That's 8% of what they <laughs> own, like, of all Here's the money. Here's the thing. You and I both um, valued money and saved money a lot when we were kids. Yeah. Our children, for the most part, do not act that way. They don't. They wad it up. They throw it in their drawer. Like, the fact that 
the they one leave kid, it out. They leave it out. There was they, seven dollars on the bathroom countertop. Yeah, that's this their morning. money. That was the change from the from the chicken no, fingers. No. It's like they don't put it away. They don't. They'll spend it at a concession stand in a hot second, and it yeah. makes me want to. I would have never done that. I mean, because again, I'd been like, man, this is eight percent of the. <laughs> see, <laughs> I I never did it that way. It was just like save, 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 save. You know, and they're the opposite. It's just like spend. Like, it doesn't matter. The money means nothing to them. Which on one hand is really good. Like there, there's a balance between those two things. Yeah. There has to be a balance. Um, but I don't know how to teach them the balance because you and I spend our I money. I think it'll come when they have to start working. Like they don't pay for anything right now. They pay for nothing like that. They paid for that with their own money. It was one of probably the first expenses they've ever had to do with right. their own money. Right. When they get to be teenagers, at least this is the way I remember, because I don't ever remember a whole lot about money when I was a little kid. But I remember when I was a teenager, and I would work on the weekends to do stuff, you know, officiate basketball games or whatever. And I would earn money, and it wasn't a lot of money. And then a kid, you know, a friend of mine, hey, let's go out to eat or let's go to a movie. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's four hours of work. Or that's, yeah, like yeah. that's my whole weekend. Yeah, I'm, that I'm giving up to go do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so decide if it was worth when it. they, yeah, when they get to that age and they start, you know, they're gonna want to go out on the weekend. I'm not giving them money. My parents right. never like, oh yeah, here's twenty bucks, go to a movie. That's not really true. You know, you're gonna do I that. Probably will. Well, because we we put twenty dollars in the back of our oldest the the cell, yeah, but it's kind of like phone. an emergency. Yeah, it is deal. Yeah, like that that twenty dollars that we stuck in the back of that phone has been there probably a year at this point yeah but you you've given her the money for like souvenirs to go to you know a field trip and like my mom would never have done that for me yeah that's true because by the perfect example example exhibit a our oldest went down to louisiana to the swamp tour or whatever and they went some the global wildlife center a bunch of like animal ventures do you guys know what she came home with something very unique to that as a souvenir wildlife center Uh uh-huh a mood ring Mood ring, everybody. Yes, I said that correctly. It did not have a location on it. There was no logo from the places that she went. She could have picked it up at the local Walmart here she in Mobile. She could have stuck it in the little quarter machine at Walmart. Oh, my goodness. And then she also bought some aviator sunglasses. Mama, they were a deal. $17. Not for, polarized. For dollar store aviator sunglasses. Yeah. These are, this, this is a problem for me. <laughs> this is why we shouldn't give them money. <laughs> They have to spend their own $17 on stupid sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, we just have to just hone hone the money spending and the budgeting situation so that they're not broke and bankrupt by the time they go to college. Yep. All right, you guys. That's our pre-vacation conversation. You guys wish us luck on our, our vacation. We'll be covering it on social media. So if you watch Instagram, I'm sure the both of us will be... Um, Posting lots of videos and pictures and uh, stories. Especially of the Wood Death Bridge. Think we're going to go over that one again this year? Uh, pro- Well, I don't know because I didn't see the whole um, s'mores cookout thing on there. Anyway, they don't know what we we're talking about. We might just go. If just you guys know, don't know what we're talking about, go to the um, my Instagram, which is Catherine Ehrensberg, and there is a highlight called Callaway. There might be two highlights called Callaway on my profile. So you can check out what we did last year. It'll probably be very similar to what we are going to do this year. Yeah. But we'll be documenting it for you guys. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.